Hey, this is Kevin Weatherby at Save the Cowboy. I want you to tow that stirrup, throw a leg over the candle, take a deep seat, and pull your hat down tight. I ain't gonna tolerate no whining or griping, so let's all strike a long trot down that narrow trail and learn how to ride with God. Come on! What you waiting on? Let's go. Well, when I come up here every nearly every single Sunday, you never know what I'm gonna find, and I don't know what duct tape on my podium means. You keep your mouth shut, you need to be, I don't know, but anyway, there's duct tape if we need some, so uh, anyway, my lightsaber's back, so uh, you know, we, we've been talking about the guys from New Hampshire, and, and listen man, there, there's not a better set of guys that I've ever, and I've been in cowboy ministry professionally for 15 years now, and there's never been a better group of guys, probably equal to, but not better that display the goals and mindsets of the cowboy way of life with very little experience doing so than these guys. I mean, they just pick stuff up, and that's one of the reasons Jesse and his family are moving to Wyoming is because they love this Western cowboy lifestyle of, of hard work and and being stewards and taking care of the land and and loving others. I mean, they really do fit the cowboy lifestyle, if not indeed, especially in word. And um, at last, or was it two weeks ago? No, it was last Saturday, right? It's been it's it's only been a week, right? Golly. It's only been a week, but last Saturday night they went they went to the uh, fundraiser. Some of them had never been to a country dance before, had, had never been to a Western dance. And me and Cammie and some others kind of showed them how to do it. And I'll tell you what, Jesse's daughter, Ellie, I don't mean, I don't mean to just point her out because all, all of the kids that had never done that before did a really good job. If you didn't see Wyatt doing the little Russian, you know, ha, 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 out on the dance floor, you missed a great big show. But uh, Ellie just picked it up great. And then... Um, when did we ride, Cammy? Was it uh, Friday night? Friday night or... No, it was Thursday night because Eric had to leave on Friday because uh, two of those men are Coast Guard uh, veterans. And Eric is still in the active reserves and he had to fly back to Boston. He's doing a week-long reserve deal where he works in the armory for the Coast Guard. And uh, so he had asked me because I, you know, I just... Things come so easy to us, you know what I mean? Like, uh, like I've got two phenomenal horses, maybe not to some other people's standards, but to mine, I've got two phenomenal horses, and I just kind of forget that not everybody's got two phenomenal horses in their backyard, and so I kind of made a uh, deal, and I said, hey guys, do, do y'all want to ride? And they're like, I thought you would never ask. And so Thursday night, we saddled up Ben and Budhead, and all five of them that were there got a chance to ride. And I tell you what, Lane, who is Jesse's oldest, he sits a trotting horse who has, and like granted, they've been on a horse, but it's usually, you know, at, at a riding stable where the other horse just follows the other horse, in a, you know, in a circle and stuff. There's no controlling it or anything. So he got out there and got to do whatever he wanted to. That kid, for his first time ever, sat a horse at a trot better than any beginner I have ever seen in my entire life. Because it's really hard to teach somebody how to trot on a horse because 
if you sit too far back, you just sit there and just, you know, just pile drive you, you, your sitting bones, right, into the back of the saddle. And if you lean too far forward, you do the same with your stomach and your feet go backwards. And it's really hard to tell somebody, hey, man, you, you need to lean forward, but keep your center of gravity over yourself. Man, to him, it was as if it was all natural. And then Eric got up there and rode. And Well, at first, uh, Lane was riding the uh, Budhead. And Budhead's like a rocking chair at a trot. I mean, he'll just get in and kind of gets a, he'll get like this. And I mean, it's just smooth. Ben, on the other hand, is like riding a pogo stick where you're the passenger, not the driver. Okay? And so I told Lane, I said, you set Budhead pretty good, but let's see you do it on Ben. Did just as good on Ben as he did Butthead. So, Lane, you did a great job. So, the next, uh, or that evening, we're all sitting in my living room. There are like 25 of us in my living room. And I looked over at Eric. And Eric's the one that's at the Coast Guard right now. He had to leave on Friday morning. And I asked him, I said, I looked around. And everybody but Ryan had a cowboy hat. And, and actually, Ryan had a, a cowboy style hat. It wasn't, I don't know if it's an actual cowboy hat. But, it, you know, it's a big hat. And Eric was the only one without a hat. Well, I've got tons of hats. And so I went in there and got my straw. And I said, because I don't wear straw hats. And usually it's for mowing the grass or fighting wasps. That's all straw hat's good for. And so I handed him that straw hat. And I said, try this on. He tried that on. I was like, woo, you girls better watch out. That's one good-looking guy in a cowboy hat. And he takes it off and he hands it back to me. I said, I said, if you want that hat, Eric, you can have it. He handed it back to me. And he said, I just kind of feel like a cowboy hat is something that you have to earn. And I don't feel like I've done that yet. And I looked at him and I said, well, I think you just did. I think you just did earn that just by knowing because there's so, there are too many people that, that just put cowboy hats on just and, and don't want to live the lifestyle, don't want to do anything. And, and I'm not necessarily criticizing them, but I loved, I loved his mindset that, that he wants to be... If he ends up getting a cowboy hat, he wants to be a cowboy in word and deed, not just one of the other. And, and you know, the, the classic question has always been, what is a real cowboy, right? There's a thousand different definitions. I mean, people put the standards anywhere from, I think you can usually see how prideful somebody is of where they draw the line at what a real cowboy is right? I mean, you know, if you're a real prideful cowboy, well, you ain't a cowboy if you can't go out there and rope and doctor a, a 9,000-pound bull by yourself with your bare hands without a horse. Shut up, you know? I, come on now, right? But th there's all of these different levels, but a cowboy isn't just someone who can rope and ride. Now, neither is a cowboy all talk and no action either. True cowboys aren't the ones, in my opinion, that are drinking cussing, fighting, spitting Copenhagen in people's eyes and all of that stuff. It's not somebody that's uh, going out to see how many people he can pick up at the bar that night. He or she, because cowboy to me is a, is a non-gender uh, term. Cowboy is a verb, right? It's how you live your life. It's what you do out of your heart, out of your mouth, with your hands. It is someone that lives their life according to a, sand, a standard set by God and uses this standard to do the work of God. And I've always said that a cowboy, in my opinion, here's my definition, 
A cowboy is somebody that uses the gifts and talents that God has given them and has taken the most advantage over the opportunities that they've had. Now, I know some people that I will call cowboys because they have, they've never had the opportunity to work on a ranch. They've never had the opportunity to own a horse. They've never had an opportunity to do anything. But they epitomize the cowboy lifestyle. They've got their hat on. They've watched every gun smoke and have gun, will travel. They know every uh, cowboy character in the world. They listen to George Strait and Marty Robbins. I mean, they live and breathe the cowboy culture. And as long as they have used the uh, things that they have been given and made the most of their opportunities. Now, the opportunities that maybe me and Ty have been given, we are held to a higher standard because we, were ha we do have the opportunities to ride and do all of this, but that's only half the equation. I love where, Emily, every single morning I read what you made me probably six or seven years ago, and right in my hallway is a deal that Emily painted for me, and it's Ezekiel 34, 16. And I think that this truly, if you will look for the cowboy in what God has to say right here, you will see what being a biblical cowboy is all about. Ezekiel 34, 16, I will gather the, this is God talking about himself. I will gather the lost and bring back those that, are, that have strayed away, bandage those that are injured, and strengthen those that are sick. I mean, that, that is as cowboy as it gets right there. And he uses us to do those things, right? I will bandage, I will gather the lost and bring back those that have strayed away. I will uh, bandage those that are injured and strengthen those that are sick. A real cowboy is someone, I believe, who stands in the gap. And what do I mean by the gap? Well, one of the hardest lessons that, uh, that you'll ever have to teach somebody is something that comes extremely easy to you, but not to them, okay? That, imagine your kid's math homework, right, Riley? She's just shaking her head. She's probably going to cry because I made her cry like, what do you mean you don't understand what this is? Ah, you know, <laughs> right? Well, we go through that trying to train other people. And one of the hardest things to, to get is, is where to be in the gathering, right? Because it's a fluid. Like, you, you can't leave big gaps because if there's big gaps, cattle can get through those gaps. And it doesn't matter if you're... If you're all spread out across an entire pasture, there's a gap to fill. And you're responsible for that gap. And then once you get all the cattle gathered and you get them headed towards wherever they're going, you still, it's a smaller gap, but you are responsible for that gap. And I think a real cowboy is someone that in society fills a gap that they are assigned to and takes responsibility for it to do the things that God has told us to do. Like gather the lost and bring back those that have strayed away. Bandage those that are injured and strengthen those that are sick. And God is looking for these same type of people that can fulfill this role that he wants for our lives. A real cowboy is someone who stands in the gap in word and deed, not just one or the other. And staying in Ezekiel, Ezekiel 22 30 says this, God speaking once again. And I want you to really listen to this verse. God says, I searched for someone to stand in the gap in the wall, but I found no one. I mean, that's, 
That's God talking. He said, I've searched for someone to stand in the gap in the wall, but I found no one. Now, I'm kind of paraphrasing that verse a little bit because what it really says is, I searched for someone to stand at the gap in the wall and keep me from destroying this these people. You remember when God said he was going to uh, destroy this and that, and, and Lot says, well, or Abraham or whoever it was said, hey, what if you find 20 people that are righteous? Will you destroy it? And God says, no, I won't. Well, what if you find 10? No, I won't. Well, what if you find five? No, I won't, right? God is, this is that situation. And God looked for somebody that would come and stand before him and say, God, please forgive your people. He couldn't find anybody that was righteous. He couldn't find anybody to stand in the gap. What are you doing? Where are you at in that? Are you prepared right now to stand in that gap and protect people? There's nothing more cowboy than that. I searched for someone to stand in the gap in the wall, but I found no one. God is searching for those who will live their lives in word and deed and stand in that gap. You see, today we start a four-part series called Kingdom Cowboys. Kingdom Cowboys. Those that will stand in the gap because you know what? And keep God from destroying people. Why? Because God one day will destroy all of those who have not been forgiven of their sins and there's only one way for us to stand in that gap and that's to bring people to jesus so that they can be forgiven so that they will not be destroyed but will live forever with us when heaven returns and god ushers it in well really heaven is where god is right it's not a place apart from god it is in the presence of God is what heaven is. I will be their God and they will be my people, right? But in the meantime, we need people that will stand in the gap in the wall. We will try to save people from brushing up. We'll cut them out of the barbed wire of sin. And God will help us do that. But in Paul's final words to the Thessalonians in his first letter, he actually wrote two letters. But in the final advice given by Paul, in the first letter to the Thessalonians, he gives us what it takes to be one of these cowboys, to be a kingdom cowboy. And, and you know, if somebody saves something for the very end, you know, like before you're executed, do you have any last words? You leave last words for the most important words. And Paul does the exact same thing in his letter to the Thessalonians and starting in verse 11 first Thessalonians 5 11 the Apostle Paul teaches us the number one rule for kingdom cowboys he lists it first it's not the last of what he lists but it's the first of the last that he lists and he says so encourage each other and don't or so encourage each other and build each other up just as you were already doing. Man, I'm sorry, but that does not seem to be the qualifier of most religious churches that I've been around. It's not an encouragement, but a criticism of others. But Paul says, encourage each other and build each other up, just as you were already doing. He says, encourage each other. That means don't criticize each other, right? I mean, get rid of the pettiness. Well, I don't like that. I mean, Listen, man, if you don't think that, you're, that, that we're not influenced by today's world of always getting offended, listen, you want to know who gets offended the most? Those with the most opinions. 
If you are what somebody else might refer to as opinionated, you are offendinated too, okay? Because offense comes from strong opinions about stuff, okay? We all need to stop being offendinated, okay? Not everyone is going to do things the way you think they should be done. Let me guarantee you, I am not going to say everything that you want me to say, and I'm probably going to say some things that you wish I wouldn't. we got to get rid of pettiness. We need to encourage each other. Our strength lies in our differences, not our sameness, right? We all have different gifts given to us by the Spirit of God. I don't want Ty to act like me. I don't want to act like Ty, right? I mean, like, there's just... We have been given a great diversity, and we should be encouraging and uh, celebrating these differences because you're going to reach people that I never will, and I'll reach people that you could never, right? We're all on the same team. Let us celebrate that. A kingdom cowboy knows that encouraging others to follow Christ is vastly more productive than criticizing those for sinning. I mean, think about this. This is the... I don't know where this came from, but we we criticize people for living a life and they don't know Christ. Why are you criticizing them for living a life when they don't have Christ in their heart? They don't know, people. I mean, they just don't know. It's like sending somebody that's never seen a horse and telling him, go saddle that horse and go rope that bull. It's impossible. It's impossible. Let's not criticize. Let's encourage Let's bring people into the fold instead of kicking them out because they can't do something on the first try that took us 10 years to master. If that, if when, a kingdom cowboy knows that encouraging others to follow Christ is vastly more productive than criticizing others for falling down. See, it says encourage each other and build each other up just as you're already doing. Well, we talked about encouraging each other. What does build each other up mean? Well, I mean, I think it's pretty simple. Build each other up. The opposite of that is to tear each other down. And listen, man, I am, I am vastly less concerned about the wolves of this world than the sheep with sharp teeth, right? Nothing bites harder than a Christian. And like, I don't know the cannibalistic nature of Christianity sometimes. I mean, while we've got the one of those powerful beings God ever created hell-bent on our destruction, we choose to fight that by biting each other. I mean, how long has it been since your mama spiked you on the forehead and said, we don't bite, right? Listen, if you didn't listen to your mama's advice, don't let me get a hold of you, okay? Don't let me find you biting somebody else. It's childish. It's absolutely childish for Christians to fight with each other. There is a great deal set out in Matthew uh, chapter 18, verses 19 and 20. I think that's right. Matthew 18, 19, something like that. Somewhere around Matthew 18 that lays out what to happen when things seriously go wrong between believers. And let me tell you what. All three steps are leading towards reconciliation, not figuring out who's right. It's all about reconciliation. Build each other up, not tear each other down. Listen, you can't build somebody up disagreeing with everything that they say. I know people who would disagree with me if I walked up and said the sky is blue and the sun is hot. They would immediately say, well, except for when it's night, it's black, and except when... Oh my gosh, I'm going to... As Brad McLean, our pastor down in... Our Long X Ranch Cowboys pastor says... In professional ministry, we are paid not to throat punch people, okay? That is one of the, it's, 
It's in the sacred handbook that they give you, okay? Don't be disagreeable. You can't build somebody up being disagreeable, okay? Don't be contrary, okay? Don't be contrary and keep your opinions to yourself. Because, see, listen, when somebody comes up to share something with you, take it as they are giving you a gift. Just because somebody walks up and shares something with you, that does not mean that they are asking for your stupid advice. Okay, if somebody walks up and says, well, I like to ride chestnut, you know, Craigslist, Mustang barrel horses, best horses ever. I'm going to be like, you go, boy. Now, inside, you know what I'm going to be saying. Ooh, them things is crazy. I had a lady bring me one of those one time, right? But I'm not going to sit there and just criticize them. Man, you do you. You make the same mistakes where I learned from, right? Don't be disagreeable. You can't build each other up and encourage each other by constantly, nyeh, 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 nyeh. well, you don't do that right. Well, I'd never do that if I was you. Nobody ask your opinion, man. If somebody comes up and shares something with you, celebrate that with them, right? Celebrate that with them. Now, later on, if they ask for your opinion and says, what do you think about that? Okay, that's another matter. But encourage each other. Listen, don't be a dream pooper, okay? You know, you, you've seen dream poopers, right? You go up and tell somebody, oh, I want to do this. This is my lifelong dream. Well, that's stupid. You're not going to be able to make a living doing that. Nah, 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 nah. Don't be a dream pooper. You can't, dream, you can't build somebody up like that. Come on. Now, just because I say encourage each other, I'm also not saying that you need to be a smoke blower either, right? I'm not saying that you got to go make false claims about people. As a matter of fact, I'm not saying that you have to say anything. Just love on people. Love on people. And the last way that you love people, right, the last way that you love people is tough love. When all other forms have been tried. Don't start off with tough love, okay? It, it's not biblical, okay? Build each other up. A kingdom cowboy's focus is building others up, not themselves. A kingdom cowboy lifts others up. What does the Bible say? The first shall be last and the last shall be first. A kingdom cowboy is the one that stands at the gate, not in the gate, but at the gate and says, y'all get in here before it's too late. This is the way. This is the truth. This is the life. Come on. You can do it. Get in here. It's a lot better to be that person than the one standing in the gate going, well, I don't think you're ready. I don't think you're ready. You don't do things right. You don't believe what I believe. Oh, don't be one of them. Those are the Pharisees. Don't be like that. And then that verse says, just as you are already doing. So encourage each other and build each other up just as you are already doing. See, the reason Paul says that is this should come naturally to the pure in heart. Okay? This should come naturally. Loving others. I mean, when, when Christ's love is filled in you, it should outpour. Right? I mean, this is basic stuff. You are all, just as you are already doing. This should come naturally. When you've been forgiven, you want others to have the same thing, right? This should come naturally. And if it doesn't, listen, you may need to do some soul searching, right? You may need to do some soul searching. A kingdom cowboy is someone that makes you want to be better. And the trick is, is to either find one of these cowboys. And if you can't find one, be one, right? And then in the next verse, verse 12. Dear brothers and sisters, 
Honor those who are your leaders in the Lord's work. They work hard among you and give you spiritual guidance. And if you don't think I was a little bit nervous about standing up here and telling you all this, you don't know me very well. But you know me well enough that I don't shy away from hard subjects, right? Dear brothers and sisters, honor those who are your leaders in their Lord's work, in the Lord's work. They work hard among you and give you spiritual guidance. Listen, honor those who are your leaders in the Lord's work. Give, you know, how, how do you, look, I'm talking about me and Ty and Mitch and, and all the other kind of leadership, the board members. Let me see, let me tell y'all how you can honor us, okay? How about first off, give us the benefit of the doubt, okay? Give us the benefit of the doubt. You know, it's kind of like sometimes people come up to us and you go, you know what you should do? What should we do? Y'all should tell people about Jesus. A great idea. You had not been listening. Listen, give us the benefit of the doubt. We're doing the best we can. And you know what? We have more information than you do. If we're not doing something, there's probably a reason for it. And you're liking that reason doesn't really matter to us in the long run, okay? And, and, and looking at your little deal through a microscope, you might be right in in the specific instance but not in the totality right we have to the leadership of save the cowboy tries to keep this thing growing by focusing on what god has already called us to do better not adding more things right we constantly strive to be better not bigger okay growth is a is a uh what am i trying to say uh growth is what is a result of being better but make no mistake about it we are trying to build people and quality over quantity, right? Quality over quantity. How do you honor your spiritual leaders? Give them the benefit of the doubt. And how do you do that? By realizing that we're human. You know what? I've got a snotty nose. I can hardly breathe right now, right? And I didn't get any sleep just like you, you know? I'm not all of you, but a few of you. You know, I don't feel good today. Just like you that stayed home. <laughs> I don't feel good either. But we're here because God is bigger than the way I feel right now. And I wouldn't miss this for the world. Somebody's life might be changed by God today. And I want to be there for it to celebrate and encourage and build them up. Give us the benefit of the doubt. Realize that we are human. And listen, when somebody wants to be a minister or to be hold a supervisory type leadership position within a church they aren't just signing up to tell people what to do what they are doing is signing up to be held by a higher standard by god right we are held by a higher standard by god and he doesn't need your help okay he doesn't need your help holding us to that standard right believe me he talks to us <coughs> and and he gets on us doesn't he Todd? like we, he don't need no help man you're just all you're doing then is, is, is kicking a down man, right? Because God does hold us to a higher standard than he holds you. He don't need your help. You want to know how to honor us? Man, pray for us. Love on us. Give us the benefit of the doubt. A kingdom cowboy is someone who doesn't pride themselves in knocking leaders down, but honoring their hard work and dedication. I mean, Paul doesn't pull any punches. He says, hey, man, encourage each other and build each other up just as you were already doing. Dear brothers and sisters, honor those who are your leaders in the Lord's work. They work hard among you and give you spiritual guidance. And then following on with the first half of verse 13, show them great respect and wholehearted love because of their work. One of the best ways to see what godly respect looks like, because it says, show them great respect. 
You want to know what respect looks like? I, ve- I don't think y'all have ever heard me say this. You want to know what respect looks like? Look at mine and Ty's relationship. It's been built on years of mutual respect. What do I mean by that? When it comes to things spiritual and ministerial, Ty submits to me 100%. And that ain't easy because he don't always agree with me, but he does it. And when it comes to the ranch, I submit to him 100%. If I'm out there in the pasture, I am no longer the boss of Save the Cowboy. I'm listening to my boss right there. He does the same with me in ministerial, and I do the same with ranch, with the ranch, with him. Respect your leaders in all things. He follows my lead. He helps me achieve my goals. And I don't think there's ever been, uh, maybe, but I can't think of one, Ty, that Ty ever came up to me and said, Kevin, this is what I need to fulfill the mission that God has given us. I'm like, great, we'll figure out a way. I don't ask what, I don't question him. I know that God works through Ty in all things. I trust him with my very life. And we would hope that y'all would do the same with us in all things. A kingdom cowboy is one that can honor and respect his earthly cow bosses and jigger bosses because they know that doing so helps them to follow God better. And finally, for today, the second half of verse 13, and live peacefully with each other, right? And live peacefully with each other. Listen, there's always going to be disagreements. There's always going to be disagreements. Rise above them. That's what a kingdom cowboy does. There will always, always be other ways to do things. A kingdom cowboy knows that. You will be right sometimes. And we're not saying that you can't come to us with stuff. We're not. I mean, we're we're never would we say that we've got a closed-door policy. Come to us. That's fine. But just show us the same type of respect when we say you can come to us to if we don't do what you say or what you suggest, don't get mad and take your ball and go home, right? Because that is the Christian way. Well, I just wasn't getting fed there. Well, you know what? I ain't going to make airplane noises and feed you Christianity. Open up wide. Love each other. Oh, I ain't going to do it. I ain't going to do it. But you know what I will do? I'll give you things that when you go home today and you read 1 Thessalonians 5, that you'll have a better understanding of it. And because of that better understanding of it, you'll be able to put that into practice. And not only will your life transform, but the lives of others will transform around you. You don't have to be, live at peace with each other. Listen, listen, you don't have to be best friends with somebody to be their brother in Christ, right, Ty? I mean, like, you, you don't, like, you don't have to be best friends with people to love them like brothers. And like I said, you're going to be right sometimes, okay? You're going to be right sometimes. You know what that means? The rest of the time, you're probably wrong, just like the rest of us, <laughs> Right? Live at peace. Let, let's give each other a break. Let's just love on each other. Well, I wouldn't, you know, we can think in our heads, well, I wouldn't do it like that, but hey, they'll either get it right or learn a valuable lesson, so who am I to get in the way of that, right? A kingdom cowboy is one that can get along with the easy and has a way with the difficult. I, I, I want you to think how cowboy that statement was, okay? Let me read it again. A kingdom cowboy is one that can get along with the easy ones, but has a special way with the hard ones. That's what a kingdom cowboy is. Because remember, you don't get credit for the easy, and a kingdom cowboy knows that there's no such thing. Let's go to God in prayer. Father, build us up. Build us up. We depend, one of the parts of being a kingdom cowboy is our faith and our trust in you because we can't save ourselves. We must come to you and bow down and ask for the forgiveness that we are all searching for to lighten our hearts. 
to make it easier in our minds to go through difficult situations for the next couple of weeks before something big, to give us the strength to endure, to give us the need to continue on, to give us the words for when people are down, and to use those same words to build them up. God, you are the great cowboy. We emulate our lives after your son's life, where he came and in three little years changed the face of the world forever. And God, you want to use us to do the same thing for somebody else. Let us be your ambassadors. Let us be your crew. And let us be the ones that stand in the gap so that your wrath doesn't fall on an unrepentant sinner. God, we love you and we trust you in all things. And it is in Jesus Christ's name I pray. Amen.